What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex-drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. The graphic's going to be right here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you are new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do, hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and reminisce about crazy old stories. I am sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the good old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, Josh Saminski. Hello. Hey, drinking buddies. Hey, what's up, the internet? How's it going? What's up, man? How's it going, Brian? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm well. I'm tired. Yeah, Speaking you of, went to a Halloween party last night. I did go to a Halloween party last night and a whole Halloween, which was a lot of... Exhausting. Activities. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm tapped out for the rest of the week. I'm... No drink. I will be an ex drinking buddy for five days. How there you go. That? Perfect. Yeah. Way, to, way, to, way to bring it into the show. Plug everything up front. I always do this. You're going to plug everything up front and then at the back end. Let everybody know where they can find you if you run any shows, podcasts, anything. Let everybody know. Uh, yeah. Instagram, social media, Josh.Siminski or Josh Siminski. Check that out. S I M E N S K Y. And come see me at New York Comedy Club. I get up on Sundays sometimes, or maybe I'll be working the bar, helping out the bartender, being a bar back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I've Thanks known you now me. for a little over a year since I've met you in the mic scene. Yeah, uh, here working on our craft, as it were. Um, I it's wanted to let it is your first time on the show, so I wanted you to kind of tell everybody. Are you originally? You're not originally from New York, are no, you? I'm from Maine. Okay, the, the opposite of New That's York. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah. you you are a Division One athlete. As that, that is true. Yes, one of my jokes. I'm a I'm a true D1 athlete, much more than Brennan. Uh, I'll beat him in Oklahoma any day of the week. <laughs> you were a cross country runner. I correct? was a cross country runner and a track athlete. And the sad truth of that is actually I transferred from my D1 school after one semester into a D3 school. So really, I was a Division three athlete. Ah, but, but you had it. It was, hey, I only played for two years until I got hurt. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, that's the roughest part about football. We still like, count it. Yeah, I got oh, my I, eighth concussion. Jesus, oh, that explains so much. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, hey, we don't think it's in your best interest to pursue this. Dude, I, I've never had any concussions. I can't imagine. You haven't had get, one? Never. You just get I've my given myself a around. few. Like, wow. I have that bit, which is a true story about putting my head through that guy's car window. Oh, yeah. yeah That's crazy. That. Yeah. Well, I would imagine. He was flirting with my twin sister, and we don't allow that around here. You can't flirt with his twin sister, or he'll break your car window with his own head. You're like Mike the Situation from that episode. Oh, God, when he, when he headbutted the concrete yeah, wall and knocked Italy. himself out. God, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you about how you got into uh, stand-up, how you got into comedy in general, how you got to New York. So let's go through it, um, and then we'll get to some of the drinking stories, because you have yeah. quite a few that are... One of them is pretty outrageous. One is good. One's a... The story's honestly not amazing, but the, on paper, it's great. We're going to save that one for the end. Yes, okay. Um, so when did you uh, 
kind of get into comedy? Like when did you, cause you do stand up now. Do you do anything yeah. else? Do you do improv and sketch and all that stuff? Or in college I did improv for a semester and college improv is all horrible. Never go see college improv. I would argue all improv is all horrible. I mean, whoa, Imp hey, 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 hey. I would say there is amazing improv out there. Improv is great when it's great. When it's and done it's, well, it's great. Yes. Yeah. It's just there's not a lot of room in between. Yeah. It's great or it's bad. There's not like, oh, it's on OK Improv Show. Well, and that's the other thing, too, that's interesting because with stand-up, it's so subjective that you could bomb in one room and then crush in another with the yeah. same set list. With improv, it's very because it's so off the top of the head. It's like we're either going to this is going to be hilarious or this is going to fall flat on its face. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it also requires like good suggestions or whatever. I yeah. don't know. I've again, the audience stopped improv. Fault. But I was always just a comedy. It's always the audience. They were weird tonight. They were they definitely were, They were weird. off, man. <laughs> oh, you, are you sure it wasn't you every single time? <laughs> do you know those people who um, always do just mediocre and then they come off and they go, man, I crush. Yeah. Do you have those people in your life? They they exist. I mean, I've, I've noticed that's kind of more of like a... You hear about it, but I never see it. I've never seen someone I've, walk yeah, off and I've go, I crush. I've that, seen it. That's crazy. I always think I did worse than I did, I think. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm yeah. the same. Yeah. So we're yeah. brothers, brothers in arms. That's how you get better, though. You got to be a little hard on yourself. I mean, oh, you got to be nice to yourself, but you got you to gotta be hard on yourself also. But, so you did improv in college. But before that, I was just a comedy nerd. Like, I okay. loved comedy. I was always like... Did you like comedy as um, as a genre or did stand-up specifically? Stand-up specifically. Okay. I think the first thing I ever heard was like third grade, like Brian Regan and like Dane Cook. and Dane gets brought up a lot on the show. He He's the reason I do stand-up. It's so, I mean, for that early 2000s, like he Dude. was just the king. And I tell people that and sometimes people push back because... He's like a meme now, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It, well, like it's one of those things where it's cool. And I've heard other like bigger comics talk about this on like much larger podcasts, but they're like, oh, it became a cool thing to not like Dane. Yes. It became like trendy to be like, oh, he's so blah, blah, blah. But I always argue, I go, you could put Dane in any room anywhere in the world and he'd destroy. He, he took New York in one day. That's the story that he came here. Back when you could just, like, come here and get up right away. Yeah, because he was from Boston originally. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he went up one night and, like, leveled. And whoever the manager was, like, if he does that again tomorrow night, like, he's passed. Like, that yeah. was insane. But he's, like, some people, it just shows you can be, like, an energy machine. Yeah, and like, he's, and it's interesting because, and I know the listeners are sick of hearing this, but when I first started watching stand-up when I was, like, 12, yeah. I saw it and I was, like, this is awesome because it could take me out of my anxiety and my depression, even if it's for that 30 minutes. Yeah. But I was like, I, I never thought of it as like an actual thing. And then when I saw Dane's Comedy Central Presents, mm -hmm. I was like, that's that's what I want to do. How he was so energetic and like and ripping silly. his shirt off and pouring the water and being super silly. Yeah. And then talking about things that like I've thought about, but not mm -hmm. even like... It's things that you think about almost like but they're like throwaway thoughts. Yeah. And then he turns them into this huge energetic bit and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. Or even bits where the whole it's just the game is like, look how silly this is, like the drive through bit. Yeah. When he's like talking about the like fucking pickles. Yeah, and like yeah. pickles. it's And that's pickles. the bit. I'm saying pickles in a funny voice. That's yeah. the entire bit. But well, he's even got like the Kool-Aid bit. Which yeah. is funny because that was a commercial all through the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, no. Like you just broke through the wall you owe me money yeah man. my dad's not gonna believe the kool-aid he's gonna beat me with a belt can i can i pay you in in kool-aid no you can't you need to repair my wall but Please. that was that his stand-up that was the first time i'd ever seen anybody or seen anything mm. like that yeah because before it was 
you know, and I say this all the time, but like Mitch Hedberg and Tom Rhodes, they were very intellectual. Greg yeah. Giraldo, it was very smart. It was still hilarious. Yeah. But like even Mitch Hedberg, who was more silly, but it was mm. still very like succinct. And they were very, Mitch Hedberg was much, was things like, oh, I can't believe I never thought of that. Yeah. Like they're just like things that click right away once it, like I'll never be as good as a tennis player as a wall. That's fucking hilarious. Like what? It's so weird that you thought of that. And also, like, it makes sense for, like, the druggy thing that he had that, like, it was so tied to his comedy. Yeah, the addict thing. Yes, because, like, it was very much, like, ruminative thoughts. And, like, you can tell he just, like, sat in a room and probably got fucking weird and just thought of... All these things. All these things. But in sixth grade, I heard John Mulaney's subway bit about... He's coming home from Long Island City. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning and he's following a woman and she starts to like pick it up. Yeah. Because he's right behind her and he's like, oh, she must hear the train coming. So I'm going to pick it up also. Yeah, so he yeah. starts chasing her and he has a line that's like, maybe she hears the train coming or maybe she felt it in her feet like a Native American in a movie. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. It, was so, it blew my mind. Just that one little line. I'm like that. It made me obsessed with comedy forever. So then... This is in sixth grade. Yeah. So then do you think about comedy as as a way, as like a job? Or because obviously you go to college, you, you know, you, you run cross country, you do track. And mm. so what did you major in when you got to school? Uh, psychology. Okay. So did you think like, oh, comedy is like a fun thing to do? Or when when did you go to your first open mic? year and a half ago okay year so four i'm yeah i'm relatively new so what all. happened between sixth grade and then two years ago to where you were like oh i'm gonna do this i knew i wanted to be a common a comedian since i was 14 i was afraid to tell people because like a weird thing to like so you started watching comedy in sixth grade so you're probably like 11 12 and then yeah. by 14 you're like i want to figure out a way to do that yes exactly. and then fast forward because how, how old are you now i'm 24 now so 10 years it or eight years it took for you to be like all right let me try this exactly i tried one open mic when i was 16 because we had a stand-up comedy unit in my english class when i was a sophomore in high school which shout out mr meldikov what up mr meldikov dude got a one time there's a drug search in our school and you know they like lock everyone in the classroom yeah. and just go throw their car and they find weed in someone's car and we're like oh shit like someone's in trouble and it was Mr. Melnikos <laughs> shouts <Yeah>. out <laughs> it's always the English teacher it is always the English he was definitely a weed guy like it, <laughs> it no one was surprised also I think a did he get quarterback fired? He at fired, Princeton he? Uh, he did not get fired good it was just at the time where things were starting to change so like okay. I think he was good he was the quarterback at Princeton. You said. I think he was a quarterback at like maybe a backup quarterback at Princeton. That's which is kind of dope. That's super dope. That's yeah. Ivy, man. Yeah, it is. Um, so you have the comedy unit in that class, and I did well. Like teachers were coming up to me and be like, "This is really." Like, you said this is at sixteen. This is at sixteen. I all got right. recorded and like got shared. I've I've been trying to find the tape. I can't do it. It was on my laptop that I got thrown out like a while ago. Yeah, but teachers would come up to me like, "Hey, this was like good." Like, uh, we're oh, so it was. Did you put it on like YouTube or something or was it just going around the school? I think uh, he gave it to other teachers okay, to like okay. look at. I only uh, asked because when I got back into comedy and well, when I was doing comedy in 2015, I had a set and it, I put it up on YouTube because I was like, oh, this will be fun. 
And then, like, five years later, I looked at it, and I was like, I have to take this down immediately. Yeah. Like, it was so bad. It's, I mean, but that's good. If you look back at your old material, and you're like, that's really fucking great, then you're probably not growing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, so you can't, you don't have access to this, but other people saw it, and they were like, oh, that's, you're pretty good at this. Yes. And, and this that is in felt Maine. nice. This was in Maine. And I always, I had funny friends, which I... You got to have people around you to hit the ball back. Absolutely. And like, I've also had times in my life where like, you're in a group of people that aren't funny. And just for like a year, just like I was friends with people. Like when you're on a team, like people come and rotate through. So yeah. for one year, it was just like the vibe of the team, like wasn't my sense of humor. And I was like confused because like I was in like upside down world because <laughs> what was funny wasn't funny there and what oh, yeah. wasn't funny was hilarious funny. and i'm like what's happening well that's it's like uh that scene um in zoolander with will ferrell's character where it's like i feel like i'm taking fucking crazy pills yes. right now is literally that that happens all the time especially uh with my ex because she was younger than i was and her friends were very very like straight laced woke is yeah. what you'd say nowadays but this was 10 years ago yeah but, but they were very much like that and so you know it was a comic they didn't want to play. They didn't want to fun. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't want to hit the ball back. So yeah. as a comic, it doesn't matter. Normally, the more horrific something that gets brought up, it's our knee-jerk reaction to make a joke about it. Yeah. Because that's how we deal with stuff. That's how you cope. Yeah. And that's how I've always dealt with stuff. So like we'd be hanging out, and they obviously were in college at the time, so they're talking about all the political issues of the day and getting yeah. very serious. And you know, I went to college. I majored in political science. Yeah. But I'm above everything. I'm a comic. Yes. So they would say something, and then immediately I would like make a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would be like, "That is so inappropriate." And I was like, "I mean, oh, that's not. They don't. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. And that's why I hate like." dinner parties oh my god i'm trying to do a bit on dinner parties right now i know you are you're really trying it never works no one wants to agree i think one of it is well, how do they don't... disagree at the beginning when you go don't you hate dinner parties and people go no we love dinner parties and you're like well fuck off then and i also just want to be like then i don't like you i think yeah <laughs> maybe i'm just going to the wrong dinner parties but i i that i mean that's what sense of humor is you can sense the humor in a situation absolutely it's like every dark thing you can find light in it somewhere some things maybe it's not worth it to like like there's as some, i've discovered with my whole set that that's kind of true no, i'm joking uh there there are some things where maybe it's too dark to get the light out of it if you're not you don't have the skills yet you don't have the tools or it could be too truthful that it's not perceived as funny yes and i i hate getting the awe like if you're telling a thing and you're like oh i'm getting to the part and then you hit it and they're just like oh we feel bad for you right now i'm like don't feel that that you're making me feel bad yeah i'm up here joking about it yeah see the microphone as matt folchron says this is the universal sign for i'm just kidding that's funny i like that yeah if i have a microphone in my hand i'm just kidding yep well and that's the thing too is like and then we'll get back to what we were talking about, but it, it blows my mind. And I don't know if we said this before the mics were hot or after, but mm. how comedy is so subjective. Yes, very much. So. And that's the thing is like we were talking about before where people were telling me like, you either need to find an audience that's going to like follow you or you need to like maybe throw in a little sillier stuff at the beginning because yeah. just going right into dark, 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 dark yeah. is not going to appeal to the mass audience. No, no, no. And I quote him all the time, but Kanane said it the best where he goes, I don't Love well, I don't need everyone. Yeah. I just need enough to fill a room. And you don't want everyone. Yeah, you definitely don't want everyone. If, you're, if you are such a 
big draw, I mean, I would kill to be that. But if you're such a big draw that like everyone likes you, you're probably watered down in a lot of ways where like yeah. you want there's eight you, billion people in the world. There's enough. I think like one out of ten sets should not go amazing. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Because then you know you're doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Because you're working. And it's, yeah, like again, it's like anything, but it's fine to be like, yeah, okay, I'm not for you guys. That's yeah. fine. Oh my god, if I had a nickel for every time that's happened. Yeah. Um But so then this goes around and then you don't really tell anybody you want to do stand up. So then what happens between sixteen and then going off to college, you know, a few years later and did you just not do it anymore? Were you still watching it? I so I just did one mic after I did that thing for school and it was in front of two people in a lesbian dive bar in Portland, Maine. Yeah. And I brought my friends to come I brought two friends to come see me. And I think the jokes were funny, but there was they no didn't. one there. The, yeah. Uh, my friends laughed. They had a good time, I think. I I'm sure Harrison Pearl has a story about it. Shout out Harrison Pearl. Shout uh, out. <laughs> um but then I Went to college, got a degree because I knew my parents would not be cool with me. Just Did you like, go on a scholarship for cross country? Uh, I didn't, but I got like financial aid, okay. that, and that was probably generous because yeah. <clears throat> I was on a sports team. When did you um? So you went to the University of Maine, University of Maine, and then Connecticut College. That's what I was at. Now, yeah, in New London, Connecticut, um, which will be relevant later, I think, um, for when we get to the second part of the show. But I just needed a backup plan. Like yeah. I need to show my parents that I had uh, something in mind if everything didn't work out with stand-up. I don't even think they knew I wanted. To, I was taking it this seriously. Yeah. But the plan was always go to college, move to New York, start doing stand-up. Okay, so that, that was in the back of your head the whole time. The whole time. So you just pulled an old bait-and-switch on the rents, the parents. Uh, I think a little bit. I think they knew I was... See, guys, I got the degree. I'm leaving now. Bye. It was literally that. Uh, it was just like... <laughs> I think I've always had a thing uh, where my parents think I'm not as like in control of things as I am. Like, yeah. They don't think I'm as capable as I think that I, can, I am. I completely understand. I think what you're parents saying. are like that. There's, that's how they're supposed to well, not be. Not only parents, but siblings. I don't know if you have any brothers and sisters. Only child. Okay, then dinner parties. That explains <laughs> a lot now. Um, but also explains it, the comedian thing. <laughs> But it also, it, I mean, it happens with families in general, close friends, things like that, because I started comedy in 09, mm -hmm. and everyone's like, oh, this is just like a phase. Brennan just wants attention, which was partially true, but yeah. also I loved comedy. It's a good place to then, get attention. Yeah, it's yeah. the best way. I mean, I used to fake jump off balconies and act like I was paralyzed. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, but thing. then um, apparently that story is okay to tell because the way it ends, but the yes. stabbing myself in the stomach is not okay to tell, or so I've been told by S other comedians. Stab is a really harsh word. I know. Stab is, uh, and I think you have the part where you're lying <laughs> on the ground, but yeah, stabbing myself, that's a lot to take in. So, but I've, I mean, even when Savannah and I first got together, uh -huh. I was like, my goal is to move to New York or LA. And yeah. I was sober and I had gotten, I had fallen back in love with comedy because mm. I took a few years off um, after my last relapse. And yeah. so I had like gone head first back into comedy mm. and I was like, New York, or LA, New York, or LA. Do you feel like you always need an addiction? Like yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I go addiction. to the gym six days a week, whether yeah. I want to or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely an addict on the inside. Yeah. And so um, we come to New York to visit and I was like, oh, it's New York, not LA. But everyone in my family was like, 
Sure, you're going to move to New York, buddy. Yeah. Sure, you are. <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah. Gotham Production Studios in New York City on the couch talking with other New York comedians. So look, mom, we made it kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, we did. We're I mean, the, 50 years from now, we could be like, yeah, I remember I used to do this podcast in New York all the time. Dude, it's fucking awesome. It's crazy the lives we had to live. Yeah. I got to go. It's a, it's a Tuesday. And I was at a comedy party last night. It was, that was a Monday. I, I was out till 4 a.m. on a Monday. Tuesday morning. Let's go. Yeah, and I know. We're rallying. That's the spirit of the podcast. But uh, I, it's just amazing. So like like you said, you get done with school and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go to New... And you're, well, your parents like, yeah, sure you are. Sport or... There is definitely a lot of that. Um, I... COVID also hit r- last semester of college. Oh, Yeah. I leave for spring break and never go back. Like they just because like, it's in spring break is in March and COVID the whole COVID thing happens in March. Exactly. So I I left school living at home and it was like the weirdest feeling of being like I was just kind of an adult and now I'm a child again. Yeah. Because I'm living in my dad's house. Are you doing like all the online classes and stuff? Online classes and then I start working at Abbott, which is like the company that makes like the COVID tests. Okay. Um, because of nepotism, uh, my mom works there, but I, the whole time I was like, I need to get out. I need to get, I gotta go to New York. Everything was about that. Like, how can I get closer getting this thing? And then I had to show that I had a job, a job lined up because I couldn't just move there and not make money or anything. And now, well, that was, yeah, that was the biggest thing with me was trying to get an apartment up here. Dude, I told my twin sister what we had to go through and she was like, I had an easier time getting my mortgage for my home in Florida than I had to get an apartment in New York. Like a guarantor, like that thing of like, you might need someone to be like, if you can't Who makes like 40 times the rent? Yeah. I don't know anyone like that. I don't know anyone making 250 Gs. No, I do not. Although I got really lucky with my apartment, but I got like the tail end of the COVID deals. Yeah. So I do live in a literal closet. But it is very cheap. And in Are a you by yourself? Location. No, I have three roommates. Oh, okay. Yeah. But your room is a closet. Like, it used to be a walk-in closet, I'm pretty sure, and now it's my room. What? It's, where? Where's it at? What borough? Uh, you want my social security number? No, just uh, what borough? I'm in Jug. I'm in uh, Manhattan. Okay, I'm in, so like, in Midtown East. Okay, yeah, 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 that's where I live. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. 50 seconds, second, baby. Hey, oh, so you're close to right here, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't, you don't have to give out yours. I know, I'm just joking. Uh, uh, but. Oh, I thought you meant here. No. <laughs> Don't don't tell them where we record this. They're gonna come. No, They're they know where up. we record this. We always shout out Gotham <laughs> oh, Production Studios. What's um, up, Gotham Production Studios? So you, you, how did that happen? So you said you get you get kind of a COVID deal. How did you? How did what job did you line up? Was it in? Was it with Abbott or was it in psychology or? It was in psychology. So I'm I technically work for Rutgers University also doing psych- right now. Right now. Okay. Literally currently. Like okay. I'm yeah, on yeah. the clock. <laughs> um. But I work, this moment. I work remote for that. Um, it's also not a ton of work right now. Um, but I love my boss. Uh, things are really cool there. But and then I also started working at New York Comedy Club. And that really like changed things for yeah. me. And just like how I saw comedy, how I got to see so many great comics, see what they're doing right. Sometimes you get to see what they do wrong, which is interesting. It's like seeing a really good comic not do well sometimes is so much more helpful. You learn so much more from failure than you do from success. Absolutely. 
my sets that have gone bad, I remember a lot more than my sets that have gone well because I go, okay, don't say that again. Yeah, don't ever do that ever, don't. ever again. <laughs> I, I had to follow, you know Audrey Mora? Oh, of course. I love Audrey. I followed her ones at Broadway and she talked about like her journey coming from like Mexico to America and like her trials and tribulations with that. And they loved her, like basically standing ovation. And then I get up and I'm fucking 23 and I'm like, so guys, you want to hear about YouTube videos? And they're like, <laughs> it was, they did not care at all. Yeah. I've had that. I had to follow um front of the show, get a former guest, Josh Adam Myers. Mm-hmm. Great guy. And I, yeah, he's super, he's a super dude, but cause I, I, I when I'm in a room, it's hard to explain because you've only ever seen me a lot at the mics. Yeah. And at the mics, I'm not as high energy as I am at a show. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you on a couple of shows, I think. Yeah, yeah. And at shows, I'm very much like, here we fucking go. Like, yeah. woo. Um, Let's say at Max Fine show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm used to, I'm very high energy at shows. Yeah. And I remember I was doing a set at the stand and they're like, all right, you're up next. And I was like, all right, cool. And then Josh came in. He goes, hey, man, sorry, I'm running late. Like. And they go, oh, actually, Josh is up next. He was supposed to be on earlier. Yeah. And then Josh goes up. And he's like fucking tap dancing on stage and singing. And I'm like, yeah. I can't follow. Like, I can follow it. But yeah. I, I'm so new to performing with other, like, with with huge comics. Yeah. That in my head, I was like, oh, I'll just power through with my high energy. Nah. And I learned, don't uh, yeah. ever do that. No. You can't ride someone else's energy. You can ride the energy in the room. Yeah, but you can't try to. You got to judo it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to mimic his energy. Yeah. But I'm not nearly as high energy as he is. Yeah. So and I'm not comfortable in that. Like, like I'm comfortable in my lane or I can downshift if I have to. But I'm not comfortable trying to upshift from where I already am because it's already pretty high. Yeah. And I tried to and it went. It didn't go horribly, but it didn't go well, and it was my first big show at the stand, yeah. and it just went mediocre, and I'll I'll never forget that. Yes. Like, in my head now, it's like, oh, if someone goes up before you and they're super high energy, downshift. I start small Yeah, like, time. way downshift. Yes, because you want to draw them in. Like, they were just, like, they were just blown open, and yeah. you got to bring them bring back Bring everything in. back. Because yeah. I've also had it the opposite way, where I did a show at the comedy shop, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of tourists because the room was barked in, yeah. and a lot of them didn't speak English, and I got up there, because everyone was kind of, hey, guys, what's going on? So I got up there. I was like, what's up, guys? Yeah. And everyone in the audience went like, oh. And I was like, all right, never mind. We're going to be chill. We're going to be cool. What's yeah. Up? What's up? But also, when you, when you do have a crowd that like doesn't speak English or something like that, to be a little bit more animated and be like, all right, like, how can I turn this a little bit? They might not get all my, like, little witty the things. jokes, but they get what you're doing. Yes. Funny is funny regardless of language. Yeah, like, that's I've, true. I used to do at the club, like, live cutting for shows. Like, when you... You ever seen, like, a news broadcast and they show, like, the camera room? It's like, cut to camera three. Yeah. I'm that, I was that guy. Okay. And I watched a couple all Spanish shows. And there were parts where I would still laugh. I didn't know what he was saying, but, but it was funny. Like he yeah. was just a funny guy. You know what I mean? Funny's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, especially when you do like act outs and things like that. Cause there are a lot of comics who just kind of lean against the wall, which there's nothing wrong with that. No. But if you're going to do that, your writing better be on point. Yes. I also think it's beneficial for like, again, I'm still so, no, I don't want to give advice, but it was beneficial for me to just focus Put it in the on yes to focus on just the writing for the first like six to eight months and then start to be like all right how can i work on other aspects of my game well how that's can I interesting because i didn't have i didn't come up in an environment of stand-up 
like New York. And I mean, it's very nurturing in Jacksonville uh, mm-hmm. when I got back into comedy in 2018. But I started in South Florida and I just started doing like random mics here and there. Yeah. So I wasn't doing mics enough to establish myself with the other open micers and other comics. Yeah. But I was doing them enough to where I thought I was a comic. Yeah. So I would just start mimicking Dane and like people that I really liked on stage. I would just start mimicking that. Mm-hmm. So then, and then eventually it turned into like Burr and Segura and stuff like that. And then even more Burr where it's like the yelling and stuff. And that's common. People mimic their... Yeah. Their and so, influences. but then I never... So that's why like if it was a Madden rating, people would be like, yeah, man, your stage presence is like 89, 90, but your fucking joke writing is like 65. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, oh, that makes sense because I was so focused on the, the performance aspect of comedy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just do the performance thing with the shit I want to talk about, yeah. which is super dark. And it's like, oh, that doesn't... It doesn't always... That doesn't blend super well. Yes, it doesn't mesh together as well. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you... So you get to New York, you're working for Rutgers, and then because you moved here with the intent to do comedy. Literally, I think three days in, I went to my first open mic, and then I did... Where was it? It was at... Well, actually, I went to one at Eastville just to watch, Okay. and it was Christian Conti and some other dude hosting it, and I watched it, and it was an open mic. It was fucking awful. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. I can for sure do this. And then I went to one at Westside the next day for my first time getting on stage, and I fucking ate it. I was like, "Did you say this is my first time in New York?" No, I didn't I want to gotta be that guy. Say it. I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, I said it the first like two weeks I was here. <laughs> um, sober, sober, uh, just moved to New, New York. York. Uh, my, I just had a kid, just making stuff up yeah. now. Uh, but I went to West Side and I just did like, oh, I don't need to write anything down. I'm just gonna talk. I'm funny. I'm just gonna get up there and talk. And so this whole time, from sixth grade until now, you have not. Have I have you written a set? I had a million joke ideas, which I now know were premises. Premises. Which I thought were jokes. Okay. So I just brought up a bunch of funny situations that people went, uh-huh. And, and I was like, oh, there's supposed to be punchlines. I didn't know about that part. And I got like, I found a couple. I found like two and got like two laughs. Yeah. And I got off before my time. Um, this is at Westside? This is at Westside. But someone came up to me afterwards and said, you're very likable on stage. And that was very nice and that was like okay that's something but eric walsh love eric, eric walsh. walsh shout out i've been trying to get him on the show but he doesn't do podcasts it's a bit of a meme that i talk about him a lot like between me and him uh it's a, just a joke that we have that i talk about him he's too much. one of my favorite people he's such a good comedy person all he's around so funny but he showed me like all right like here's what you need to do like here's podcasts to listen to Here's what a joke looks like on paper. He like wrote it out. Yeah. And like he broke down like the math of a joke, which I like knew a little bit and I knew a lot about jokes. He's very analytical. So that makes sense how he would. But uh, it was very helpful that he did that. And then I did like three mics a day for like that. Not the whole year, maybe eight months. And I ended up doing like. And so you're working mics and shows after my first year of comedy. So you're but you're working at the time. I'm working at the time, but I'm working remote. So you can kind of just kind of plan your day out around. Exactly. I knew what days were going to be my busy days. I knew when I could like slip away at three o'clock and go to a mic and get back and check my email or something like that. Um, And then also, I mean, comedy happens at night. I could work during the day and then go do two mics at five and maybe hit up, like go hang at a show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you jumped in full bore and you just I knew right away. I was like, I need to take this very seriously. 
if you just have your toe in, you're not really doing it, you're not going to get better. It surprises me. And I talked about this with Ryan. I've talked about this with Thomas and O'Toole. I've talked about this with SP. I've talked about this with so many people who've been on the show. It blows my mind that people, because comedy has been my whole life for yeah. as, as long as I can remember now, like, you know, the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, so it's so bananas to me that people will save and scrimp and scrap and do everything they have to do to get to New York. Yeah. Just to kind of do it. Yeah, I don't. It bl- I'm like, what the fuck? I think it just says something about the comedy mind for some people that like, I think we're also like a little lazy. Like yeah, comics absolutely. are like the most hardworking, lazy people I've ever met. That's like, a good way to put it. I like, I think it also just has something to do with like laziness is also like efficiency in some ways. Like you find ways to get better at things so you don't have to work as hard, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and then there's also a big thing where people who kind of get up quickly or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? People who start to take off. Yeah, yeah. It's because they have more of a work ethic. Like I know yeah. people who are way funnier than me. Yeah. But like on their days off, they just want to like chill. Yeah. And like maybe hit a mic. I'm like, oh, I I've already recorded as we're recording this at 1250. I've already recorded my sports podcast this morning. Jesus. I'm recording with you and I've already signed up for three mics after this. So yeah. it's like, there you go. But it's like, you know what I mean? I only say that to be like, let's fucking go. That's why we moved here. Exactly. And then also on the days that I work, I sometimes try to hit a mic before work, but that's a lot. That is a lot. And you're so a bartender. No, I a uh, server, but Sorry, close. Okay. yeah. But so it's like one of those things where like, if I don't work till six, like I'll hit the two o'clock mic or the three o'clock mic. Yeah. But most of the time I'm like, I don't really want to hit a mic and then go into work for six to eight hours on yeah, my feet running sense. around. So, but still it's like on my days off, I cram so much comedy into my four days off a week that mm-hmm. it's like, let's, let's go, man. Yeah. You got it. And, and so it blows me away when people move here and they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, I hit mics every once in a while. And then I had people coming up to me being like, how do you know Hannah Burner? Like, how do you do that? And I go, oh, that's the job, man. You hang out. You, you hit mics so. during the day and then you go hang out at the clubs at night. Like, what, yeah. are, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I, I, that's one of the nice things about working at New yeah. Comedy Club is I'm really bad at meeting new people. And that forces you to just exactly. be around them. And it makes me feel comfortable. It's yeah. like, I have a reason to be here. I'm at work. Exactly. And so like, and people want to talk to you if you're at, you work at the club and they like are nice to you. And like comics are the nicest people in the world. Like, I mean, not everyone, but like, I think yeah. comics are very sensitive people and they can tell Cause like, we're, yeah, cause oh, this guy's new. Let's make him feel included. big babies. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and especially the ones that are like the aggressive guys, those guys, bigger babies. Oh yeah. Um, Biggest baby it's right true. here. This yeah. guy. Dude, I'm so sensitive that I, I told this story on the bonus episode for Patreon, but uh-huh. I did a roast last Sunday and got just murdered. Uh-huh. And I joke about it on stage now. Like I've turned it into a bit, which is so, you know, no harm, no foul. But yeah. like I remember being on stage and people were like, I don't even know your name. Like you should just quit comedy. Like I'm never going to learn your name. And I remember just thinking in my head, like, like genuinely thinking, don't cry because oh then God. they win. Like you cannot cry. Just your man. own your own monologue being just in my head. I just kept saying, "Don't cry, don't cry," because then they win. It's just a roast. It doesn't matter. No one will fucking see this. It was. But so also, bad. just someone else saying the things that you've probably thought before, oh, like your all doubts. The time, yeah. And you're just like, oh God, my innermost thoughts are being just broadcast to a room of people for them to laugh in my face. So bad. It yeah. So bad. That's no. like you ever go to the heckle mic? No. I did it one time, but it's like the idea of the mic, shout out Sarah Harvard, uh, the audience can yell whatever they want at you, and it is fucking insane. It's like, so is uh, it to like help you work on crowd work or responding to hecklers? No. 
not? It seems the like that would be the purpose. That's on, in, on, on paper. In practice. In practice, it's you've seen Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. It's tough enough for hockey season. Just stand in front of the pitch machine and letting it hit you in the face. Yeah. It's just like, all right, if I can make it through this, nothing can go this wrong. If that if the heckle mic ever happens to you in real life comedy, get off stage. You messed up. Something yeah. they're gonna fucking draw and quarter you after this. It's bad. God. Yeah, it's in. It's a lot. Well, I wanted to ask you because uh, we kind of got to your journey about how you got here. But when did you start? Because you are a former athlete. When did you start like drinking and partying and stuff? Was that in high school or was that in college or? Uh, in high school, I drank a little bit. I didn't smoke weed or anything like that. I went to parties. I was like a normal high school kid, I would say, in like that regard. Must like I didn't nice. go crazy with it. Yeah, I don't know. What were you like in high school? Oh, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. Uh, really? Yeah, I got bullied. You're so likable. You're a likable guy. And you're on a football team. Yeah, I got bullied by the other football players. God damn it. All these weird self-inflicted scars don't happen by accident. I guess so. Um, Sorry, younger Brennan. <laughs> let's take it off me. It's on you. All right. This is your episode. Yeah. Uh, so I did. Because you, you sent me a story about high school. Yes, I um, did. So that's why I just assumed you were like a popular kid doing ragers and stuff. No, I was not popular. I was like, I, I was like backup popular. Yeah. Like if there was a party, I wouldn't be the first get invited. But maybe if they're like, oh, I mean, it's going to get a little bigger, I would get invited. Okay. Be like that. So you had popular the, friends. You're in the secondary. Circle. I was in the secondary. I had friends that were like on the soccer team and like we're from Maine. So our football fucking sucks. So like yeah. soccer is kind of the thing. Uh, and they were cool. They went to like parties and stuff and I would tag along with them. But I mostly like, I, I would party with like my cross country friends and stuff yeah. like that. And I had one buddy on the team, Spencer, who had an awesome party house. He had, it was like right by a lake. Shout out Spencer. Shout out Spencer Brown. Just got married. Congratulations, um, Spencer Brown. Congratulations, Spencer Brown. Uh, and he, he was just this guy that was like, and he was on the cross country team. He was on the cross country okay. team. You know, those people that are just like enigmas were like, they're not conventionally cool, but they're just so like sure of themselves from oh, a young yeah. age that they're just cool. Yeah. Like he would like talk to like popular kids about like Lord of the Rings and they'd be like about it. There's so many oh my God. So often. And sometimes it happens because yeah. we see it in comedy. Yeah. Where you'll be like hanging out with some of your friends that do like bar shows and open mics. Yeah. And then they'll go up to like a super popular comic and be like, Hey man, what's up? And you're like, The fuck are you doing? Dude, I But then the super popular person's like, Hey, what's going on, man? And you're like, What is happening? I heard a crazy story about an open micer. I'm not going to name names on this one, but he went up to Louie. That's what I'm talking about. At the stand and went, do you have advice for me? And Louie starts to give him advice. And then he gets a phone call and he picks it up and says, hold on, I need to take this. To Louie. To Louie C.K., and Louis just walks away from him. And I was like, how do you have that blinding confidence? Well, I don't know if it's confidence or just lack of shame. Like or lack of shame. I mean, it's it's like a weird... Because I know comics who, like when Dave Chappelle's in town, he performs at the stand a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I know the manager and stuff, like they... I don't get free tickets. I don't even get like preferred tickets. Yeah. I still have to pay the whole, full price. Yeah. But he'll just text me and be like, ticket. he'll be like, hey, it's going live in 30 seconds. Like, yeah. be ready. Yeah. Just so I can get on there so that before they sell out. Mm -hmm. But there are open micers I know where they're like, yeah, we just showed up and went downstairs and just told them we're comics. And I'm yeah. like, that's not what they mean by we're comics. That, I, you can get into so many places if you just act like you know what you're doing, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I learned that from Burn Notice. Oh, yeah. Huge fan. Shout out Bernos. <laughs> Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, so your buddy Spencer. Yeah. 
he just has this this aura about him. Yes, uh, I talked about it in my best man, or I wasn't best man, but in my groomsman speech to him. Yeah, uh, he was just some guy that I could look up to, and like he was like popular, or he was cool in a way that I could relate to. That was like, oh, he's just himself, and people yeah. like that. People like when you're yourself. People, so like I was genuine. like, yeah, I was a backup popular, and he had a dope party house that I would mostly party there. Yeah. Um, so then, what happens with the? Um was it your house? It was my house. That you got in trouble at. Yes. Uh, Set the stage. How old are you? What year is this? Senior this, year, I'd assume. This is senior year of high school. Always is. My parents still do not know about this also. Shouts out to the parents. So you might be learning something, mom and or dad, if you, they're going to find this. They know how to find things. Um, this That's podcast cool should also listen. be called, I'm never getting a real job again, by the way. This is insane. I've had a couple of people call me and be like, hey, you got to take down my episode. I'm having an interview coming up. And yeah. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I mean, if a job... Once you do this show, you're committed to being a comic. If a job went this deep into the podcast, good on them. Good. Yeah. You listen to the whole thing. Good, good job, guys. Uh, well, a lot of times now, random sites will just transcribe the podcast. Oh. So then they can just... I mean, they're not looking for words like party. They're looking for like the N-word. And stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we're not going to say that. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's senior year. Senior year of high school. I've never thrown a party before. I was just gonna have my friends over. And your parents are out of town. Parents are out of town. Are they still I, together? No, my parents are divorced. And I was supposed to be. My dad's out of town. I was supposed to be Thanks. staying at my mom's house. I did the old. I'm sleeping at a friend's house. Yep. Really go to my dad's house. Yep. Throw the party. And so people are starting to show up. Who? I'm sorry, but little, yeah. little details. Just I, yeah, I got to yeah, know. Give me. Who are you inviting? Obviously, this is the age of the internet. Are you putting like posts up on social media? No. Are you do like is Spencer reaching out to all the like the super cool kids? Like Spencer had already graduated. Okay. So he's not there anymore. He was a year above me. Um, I would just wanted to have like 25 people over. I didn't want it to be like a big party. So are you inviting? people in your kind of level or are you yeah. going to like the super popular kids being like hey i'm having a party no 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 but they since i have friends that are friends with them i'm they inviting my it. friends yep. they start to hear about it you knew what was going to happen i honestly didn't i didn't oh, even so like you didn't do it on purpose i didn't do it on purpose i was just cool with having like my friends at yeah. a party i didn't need it to be like this is my ticket to the big leagues yes yeah. hey, i get to be popular she? now uh i didn't i was past the point where i really That's cared about that <laughs> see uh, there we go, Shane. <laughs> just 1950s high schooler. But the reason I ask is because I, and I don't know if it's the political science background in me mm -hmm. or if it's growing up with the divorced parents and you have to play politics, you know, yeah, I, yeah. as a kid yeah. or like growing up with like, you know, sibling. I don't know what it is, but there are parts of me where I will purposely say things out loud mm -hmm. around people yeah. because I know they're going to hear it. And then if it comes up again in conversation, my name will get brought up. Oh, like Brent. Uh, okay. See like Tassa told me this. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brennan said da 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 da. Yeah. So, and I don't. I not. I don't always do it on part. Like I'm not scheming always. Like Littlefinger in Game yeah. of Thrones. But there are times where I'm like, oh, if I tell so and so about the one man show, yeah, then maybe you know she'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, oh, that sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Just planting seeds. Just planting seeds. Yeah, that makes sense. But you didn't do that. You literally just wanted your buddies to come over and hang out. I just wanted my buddies to come over and hang out. And like, 
having an empty house and access to alcohol in high school is just crazy on its own. That's fun. And that was yeah. good enough. So I just wanted to play beer pong and have a good time. What kind of house is, if you don't mind me asking, is it a big house your dad lives in or is it? It's big for one person. Okay. Um, It's just like a two story. Like, well, he's, all, he's all alone now. Uh, he Well, he has a parrot. Shout out uh, Charlie the parrot, <laughs> uh, which I do have bits about. Um, it was, I was, a, I had a weird animal house. Like I had so many pets growing up, but is I want Charlie the parrot in the house when you're he, having the party. He is in the house when we're having the party. Fucking rat. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, so friend, my, I'm inviting my friends over. People start to show up. Word starts to get out and like, people are like, texting what are you doing me. tonight? Hey, we're Josh's. Exactly. And just as the party's starting to get going, someone goes, there's like woods behind my house. Cause I live in Maine. Everything is woods. And someone goes, there's like lights behind the woods. And I was like, ah, I think someone must've gotten pulled over on like the road on the other side. So it's the house, then the woods then the road. Yes. And so we see little blue lights and I'm like, okay. And then is it raging at this point? Or you said it was just getting going. So just getting going before it's really like amped up. Yeah. No one's even like hammer or anything. Like people are just starting to get going. Like we'll say like, third game of beer pong has happened okay yeah so it's not super deep in the night people are still arriving yeah uh and then there's a ring at the doorbell and i walk and it's the police and i'm like how did this happen like like we just started just started someone broke into a car that someone parked and the alarm went off and the neighbors called for that and then they saw that there was a party going on so I, do, I know my rights. Cops are like vampires. They have to be invited in. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> we're having a team cross-country party for the end of the season. It's just a team dinner. No, you cannot ask any more questions. Goodbye. But cars are still rolling up that they can talk to. Yeah. So I have to text every person that's coming like, hey, police are here. You're on the cross-country team and you go to a nearby high school and you're coming to hang out. Tell them that this one kid. He has, so you you have a plan. You're like I have a plan. Reaching and out to everybody, like hey, if you're on your way. They lined up the cars behind the woods to catch people running through the woods when they got to the road. They were like they had nothing to do. Police in my town had nothing to do. They really so they. Them. So let me get this straight, just to to suss everything out for the listeners. Yes. The car alarm goes off. Car alarm goes off. Neighbors call the police. Neighbors call the police. Police see that there's a party happening, so they say, hey. We're going to spook these kids. So first, let's line the road behind the woods, behind the house yes. with cop cars. Yes. Then we'll go ring the doorbell. Yes. Wow. Very, very uh, tricky at these cops. You can tell they were just bored and they're like, yeah. let fuck with these kids. Uh, so they're going to catch people. One kid, he sees that there's cops and he has two handles of vodka in a car while he's pulling up. And he sprints out of the car into the woods, throws the vodka, not the woods where the cops are, but the other way. Yeah. And his phone dies, and we don't hear from him until the morning when he walked like six miles to a friend's house through the woods. God. Yeah. Why uh, did he not just get back in his car? Because he had vodka. Oh. So he had to get rid of it. Yeah. They were going to see it. I guess you could like, can I, I don't know how cops work for searching cars, but like also he was 16, so he probably wasn't thinking that much of anything. Yeah, I was going to say because. Uh, just saw cops, alcohol. Now run. if you have alcohol in your car, it doesn't matter how old you could just be like, yeah, I was in the car. It's my dad's. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. You don't think that when you're you only learn these lessons that would help you in your teenage years by the time you're in your like mid to late twenties. We should teach law to children. We should. Yeah. Children should be lawyers. This should be a class. There should 
they should be a class for just reasonable things like that. I know yeah. this is like the most hack thing in the world of like they should teach us about a mortgage in, in the no, high but it's school, true but like, because like I remember being in college and I was pre-law, so like when cops would bang on my door mm-hmm. when I like was off the football team and I started drinking like crazy, they'd bang on my door and I'd whip it open and be like, "The fuck do you want?" Yeah, exactly. And they'd be like, "What are you doing?" I go, "None of your fucking business," and just slam the door shut. <laughs> but like, you can technically get away with that. You can if you're white. Yeah, if well, you're black, doesn't work that way. I, don't I de- you can't always get away with it because there are times that I did that and then they'd knock on the door and then rip me out of the house that's fair they because go, in, i'm also a person i'm not just a police officer and i will beat your ass yeah well that's the thing it's like and like eventually like they'd they'd book you on some like bullshit charges and eventually yeah. it would get dropped mm-hmm. but the problem is your night is still ruined you still got the shit kick- oh in my case i still got the shit kicked out of me yeah, like yeah. it still sucked they have a lot of control over you before it gets to the courtroom yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so so you say no more questions you shut the door you text everybody and then what happens what happens is... Does, is everyone on board for the story? Everyone's on board for the story, and we do work that part out, but then they're up and down the street, like the cop car is going up and down the street to catch people driving away, because they don't want drunk drivers or anything yeah. like that. So I make everyone... So the cops have just now made it their whole business, this party. Like, this is their night now. Yes. And you... They're just tormenting us. But true to form, you're like, like we're not shutting this down. We're like, we're staying, we're partying. Nah, I was like, we are shutting this down, but we're going to wait them out. So it just turned into like a more somber hangout thing. And then... So it really did turn into what you said it was. It really, it kind of was what I wanted in the end because of the police. So actually, uh, thank you, police. You did me a favor. But everyone was like, I I just remember I was stressed out because like, I never really got in trouble like that before in high school and definitely never had to like talk to police for things that I was doing. Yeah. Um, were you I, drinking at the party? I or was. Were you so, I was going to say, were you so freaked out that you're like, everyone's drunk and you're staying sober? Like, we have to figure out what's happening. <laughs> I, I, was, there was, I remember one of my friends was just like, Josh, calm down. You're fine. Easy for you to say. Literally, that was like, Devin, you don't get it. All right. Of course, his name was Devin. That's such a good kid name. Devin. Devin. Uh, I mean, that happened to me. I remember I was at a hotel party one time when I was on probation. Yeah. And my buddies. We're doing like coke and stuff and like blaring the music. Mm-hmm. We got a call by the second time the front desk called to tell us to turn it down. I was like, we have to like turn it off. Yeah. And they're like, what's the big deal? Like, chill, man. I go, you're not the one out on probation right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if the cops show up, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, my totally life will be fucked. ruined if you do this. And I, I don't get how some people can just be like so chill with so laze. Yeah. About just like letting your life get ruined. It blows my mind because I meet people like that all the time, and I'm like. Because I'm so high strung with anxiety. no anxiety. Yeah. And I meet people who are just like, whatever, like yeah. whatever happens, happens. And I go, you're not going to try anything to stop this? <laughs> like at all? Yeah. That's like, you, you ever watch porn and it's like porn with like two dudes and a girl. And I'm like, how are you guys this comfortable with each other? How are you doing this? How are you just relaxed? Those are those people without anxiety. I could anxiety. never be that relaxed. No, ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having no anxiety would be crazy for me. But also I think... Probably makes your life worse down the road. May I hope that's what I tell myself that my oh, anxiety is helpful. To. Yeah, it has to. You run into problems somewhere. Well, and also those are the kind of people where they're just kind of like, oh yeah, well we'll just see what happens. Like I'll just chill doing this for a while, and the next thing you know, you wake up and you're 47 and you have like nothing going on. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, because you didn't have that weird voice in the back of your head like fucking do this, do this, or you're gonna die. This is uh, I think from the Pete Holmes podcast, which I bring up all the time also. But uh, anxiety is free cocaine. It's just a little voice in the back of your head that's like, oh, you want to sleep in? What are you, a failure? 
And you're just That's like, so no, funny, I'm not a failure. Cause I'm I do this. I say that all the time. Like people are always, cause I'm like, I was talking about earlier. I'm always, I'm busier on my days off from my actual job than I am on oh, my days yeah. on. And people are always like, Oh, you don't ever just take a day to like, just chill. Yeah. And I was like, no, you're your fucking mind. Yeah. Like, I think it, it is useful to take like one day. I, I've been doing 13 days on one day off from comedy. Okay. I, I need a day off from comedy. Also, I write on those days sometimes. So maybe I'm not taking a full day off, but like I do get fried a little bit and I can't just be like always on the treadmill, well, but I, I do also get the mentality of like, I'm not letting my foot off the gas. Pedal yeah. It's all, but it's good to have a, a variety. So like, yeah. But you I know, work it into my schedule. Being I do like, something comedy related almost every day, whether yes. it's writing, whether it's hanging, yeah. whether it's open mics and some days or the podcast or some days I do all of it. Yeah. Like today I've, I've done two podcasts. I'll do open mics. I'll hang later and then yeah. I'll write some when I get home. So it's like today I'm doing everything. Yes. But like I don't normally go an entire day where I let where I don't do anything comedy related. Yeah. yeah Even yeah. if it's cutting clips up just to post later, like True. that's still, that still counts. That still works. Yeah. You, you forget that we're only like little companies. Now. Yeah. We, we have, have to do, to do all the shit all the time. Yes. So what ends up happening in the end with the cops? Do they leave? Dude, I think two people who got their cars broken into, they were like legally allowed to call the owners of those cars, which was those kids' parents. Yeah. I think it's like on the lease or whatever. So they got found out. No one else ever found out until. Uh, well, actually, I get all the beer cans. I clean everything up, and I go back to my mom's house. I remember throwing the beer cans in like a quarry somewhere. And this is the next day. And this is the night of. It's like I've sobered up. It's probably like three hours later. I'm get. I cleaned everything up, and I went back to my mom's house. I'm just like, uh, I couldn't sleep, so I yeah. came here. Um, but cut to like two weeks later. I thought I did such a good job cleaning the house, and my dad comes up and he's like, uh, there's a Bud Light in the basement, and I was like, what? Was it yours? And he's like, oh, you, you, like, who did you have over? And I was like, just, just Nick and Tony. And so he thinks it was just three friends hanging out and we had a couple of drinks. But really, I did have a party that was not a party. That was your dad a drinker? Or could you, could you pass it off? As- no, my dad doesn't drink. Like, uh-huh. I, there was no way in hell there he would ever have a Bud Light in the basement. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I've seen him have, like, two rum and cokes in my whole life I oh think. really yeah yeah yeah. that always blow- and i talked about this with ryan thomas i've talked about this with some other people too it always blows my mind because i come from a drinking family yeah, so yeah it's always weird when people are like no never yeah my dad does not do like d- like dad stuff like grill and have a beer like that he's just like no oh, i like chill and watch the game and he diet coke is my dad yeah beer. mine too big diet i mean coke also guy. vodka but diet coke yeah, yeah, yeah. um God, so you ended up getting caught two weeks. So your dad didn't go down in the basement for two weeks. Two weeks. And it was just one beer can. I did everything. I, I checked all my bases. Just one beer can. That uh, that sunk me. Did you get in trouble? Kind of. Like, he, he, like, don't do that again, yell at me kind of thing. But okay, not like, yeah. I didn't have, like, a You weren't, like, grounded. Or... I, was also, I was, like, 17, so it was, like, Kind yeah. of normal to have, like, it wasn't the biggest deal in the world that I had two friends over and had, like, some drinks in his mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. wanted to ask you about, um, because you can be a little bit of an antagonizer. Interesting. As you've, uh, you, I mean, that's what you told me. How do you uh, explain? In, in what regard? You said uh, antagonizing uh, coke addicts. Okay. That's, uh, I love to mess with people when I'm drunk. So is this in college or is this in New York? This is in college. In New York, I do not mess with people because you will get stabbed. You will, yeah, you can yeah. die. That's one of my least favorite things about being here is that 
uh, one, no nature, and two, you can't mess with people. Well, you mess nature. with people, they will. Central Park. It's not nature, though. I'm from Maine, man. Yeah, it's they true. have like mountains and stuff in the ocean. I guess they have the ocean here, but I have to go like Rockaway and oh, stuff on a needle somewhere. That yeah. is not the ocean. That's like what the ocean. ocean I'm from like Daytona, and to me, I'm like, that's not the ocean. Yeah, true. And I'm from a trash ocean, and to me, I'm like, that's disgusting. But I, I love messing with people when I'm drunk, even just like stupid, like fucking licking someone's elbow and walking away, like just is something this like in uh, uh, college. In college, so one time, this dude came out. Which college? Was, uh, this is at UMaine. Okay. So, so you're is, young. You're like 18, 19. I'm 18. Yeah. Uh, UMaine's really spread out. Everyone lives in like apartments and stuff off campus. Like no one really does anything on campus. Okay. Um, we're walking by this guy's apartment and my friend that I'm with recognizes him and goes like, hey, like Kyle. I don't know his name, but we'll call him Kyle. Uh, I went to high school with you and he's just like, you need to get the fuck off my lawn, man. And he's like, Kyle, like look at me. And he's coked out of his mind. He can't like. Yeah. Comprehend sentences at this point. He's just running off like confidence is just running his fucking neurosystem. But I just go for some reason, hey man, piss on my dick. And he that like enraged him. Yeah. And he's like, What'd you say to me? And I was like, I said, piss on my dick. And he was like, say it again. And I was like, why? And he's like, because I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I also attract a lot of fights for some reason. Oh, you don't say. Yes. But licking elbows and pissing on dicks. I didn't piss on it. I just told no, I him know. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a fun, a fun little phrase. It's a fun thing. It is a fun thing. Let's but the, the I, I thought it would liven up the party at the time. I thought it would. I thought it'd be a good time. Uh, I was, <laughs> oh, piss on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was friends with football players because I was an athlete. Yeah. D1 athlete, world renowned, uh, University of Maine. Go Black Bears. Uh, and so I'm also just with these like two giant dudes. And oh, like, so you had buddies with you from the team? They were like right next to me in like another apartment. Yeah, like just hanging outside. And I was just oh, okay. So you walk up, your friend sees Kyle. Yeah, and then these other football players are they in their see apartment. they see what's going on. It's like tension yeah, starts yeah, yeah. to brew, and they're like, "Hey, you got a problem with Josh?" And it was the most fun. It was like having bouncers in real life. It was like having That's security. So cool. Yeah, just because also you. I mean, you know, D1 football players. They're they're, I look like a different species than yeah, them. Oh, there are yeah. three of me. Yeah. They're gigantic. Just having that kind of backup. Well, and it's also weird, too, because hanging around athletes, I always felt like the smaller one because I was always like 220, 230. Yeah. And then when I hang Which around normal people, for me I'm think. like, oh, I'm a giant. You are. Yeah. Like, it's so weird because like when that TikTok thing went viral, the, all those things that Hannah puts up go viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the comments are always like, who's the big dumb idiot? And I go, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm big. big I'm the big one. <laughs> yeah, you look like a dude. You look like a Midwest guy. He's like raised on like corn. And yeah, like, corn fed, baby. Yeah. Uh, so what happens? Does the guy just like walk away? No, he walks away because it's just having having like walking security with his best. But I was also the kind of guy in college that would break up a ton of fights. Fights just followed me around. Yeah. So what happened? One time that? a guy came up to me and just went, I know who you are. And I went, I don't know. No, you don't. And he goes, yes, I do. And I'm going to kick your ass. I'm Why? Like, what? I don't know. Was this at a bar? Was this at a party? It was at a party. I didn't know him. And I just had to like walk away because I was like, I'm not going to fight this stranger for no reason. But I was always the kind of guy that like, when a fight would break out. Like One time I went to a frat party on uh, like a Wednesday and a fight. Someone was dancing with some dude and a guy runs up and just like, or some dude was dancing with some girl and this guy runs up and just like 
punches him square in the face. Just sucker punch. Sucker punch him out of nowhere. And I jump on the guy that punched him and like kind of and put him in like a rear Spider naked. Monkey, yeah. yeah, and pull him back onto me. And I was like, hey man, why did you do that? And he was like, he's dancing with my girl. And I'm like, well, use your words. You don't need to hit him. And he just goes, you know what? You're right, man. What's your name? <laughs> I I, uh, I therapize. I use the psychology degree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Use your words. But yeah, I was always the kind of guy that would jump on people's backs. Plus, if your girl is dancing with another dude, she's not... That's your a, girl no that's a bad breakup with that with that girl you're in a bad relationship yeah also at a toxic. party that you're at with all everyone around that's that kind of shit that only happens in college that's like that daniel toss joke you know i hope my girlfriend cheats on me so when i walk in and she's blowing some other guy i can be like you can't do that this is over <laughs> yeah. i'm out of here Guilt i've had free. That, i've had that thought before of like you want to break up with someone you're like oh i wish they'd cheat on me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> that is a little close to home. Uh, no, I have had that thought before. Not in my current relationship because I love my girlfriend more than good. anything. We uh, uh we love you, Brennan's girlfriend. Savannah, friend of the show. Savannah, friend of the show, we love you. Uh, uh-huh. uh <laughs> but yeah, yeah I was always on age. Well, all right. Oh shit. Uh I like to is something going on you want to t- you want to talk about it no i was kidding all right never mind uh <laughs> i yeah, I'd always break up fights that was i'm my, just joking we have microphones nothing we say can be we can't hold us accountable for anything absolutely that's true I say the n-word do the it time. Now. don't do it like i can say stuff on this podcast then even if it is true i can just be like no nah, i was kidding it's a comedy podcast it's true uh, i've I'm worried if my parents ever came and saw my comedy, they would like yell out and be like, that's not true. And I want to be like, I don't, it's exaggerated. Don't tell them that. My older sister came to a show one time because I do the opposite. I I rely too heavily on the truth. My older sister came to a show one time and I was talking, I was doing a bit about my dad and she's just in the back howling like, that's so true. That's dad. And I go, yeah, Emily, that's why it's funny. How about you stop interrupting my set? Positive things are also heckles, people. I want yeah. you to remember that. Oh my god! If someone says you're doing great, that's I, a heckle. It and it's the most annoying heckle because you're like, I can't be mean to you because you were nice to me, and I need to like now like navigate this in a way that's so much harder than if you just yelled like you Fuck fucking off. suck. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you about shrooms in the park, and then we're going to end on the boat story. All right, sounds good. So we got about ten minutes. Let's talk about shrooms in the park. I'm assuming that's in uh, Maine. This was in Central Park, actually. God damn it, you yeah. fucking bait and switch I me. bamboozled you. The first one, I was like, oh, that's got to be in New York, Coke yeah. Addicts. And you're like, no, that one's in Maine. And yeah. then this one, I was like, oh, a park, nature, got to be in Maine. Exactly. This one's in Central Park. So, do you remember the- So tropey to do mushrooms in Central Park. It is, but like, where else are you going to do them that's in That's true. York? No, that's why it's a trope, because exactly. you have to do it there. It was my friend's first time doing mushrooms, uh, and it was that- I think it was the hottest day of the entire year. I think it was like 100. Was this last year or this past summer? This past summer. It was like 110 degrees. I remember that day. Yes. It was a Saturday. And we go. I was going to work and like I got there and I was like, I can't, like I I need a shower. Yeah. You walk and you're just like, you walk five feet in New York in the summer and you're like, I need new clothes now. Yeah, I'm dying. It's insane. But it's honestly kind of nice, like a little just like, we're all gross and it's fine. Yeah. Just accept it. Uh, Also, People wear a lot less clothes during those those days. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Talking about those dudes and their dicks out. We're talking about all that dick cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's her first time doing mushrooms, and we have a babysitter. But 
my friend who's you've heard my joke about my boys who listen right yeah yeah so these are my boys who listen which is just my female friends from college that i still hang out with sometimes uh no they're my very good friends um boys who listen. they're my boys who listen uh we she my babysitter person she's not the most confident person in the world so it kind of felt like we were just like weird parents because it felt like we were bringing her around yeah. instead of she was bringing us around. So we were just like the weirdest family, just like two people on mushrooms and someone who's like, all right, I guess I'll just be in your headspace even though I'm sober. I'll just like talk to you and entertain all your weird thoughts, uh, but not direct you in any way. Oh, God. But we go and we find like a place where we need to sit down because it's like so hot and it's almost maybe a bad decision. Um Things are still do- going well, though. And then, you know when you... You've done mushrooms before, I'm assuming. No. You've never done mushrooms. No. I, I don't say crack, don't... Crack, cocaine, never done mushrooms. Oh, you missed the good one. I know. Um, And you probably can't do it now because you're, no. you're sober. Well, and it's also one of those things where everyone's always like, oh, well, if you're overly anxious, it's it can be very dangerous. You could have a bad trip. And I'm like, oh, then I'm never doing mushrooms. I, I think... It's more about just like letting go. Like yeah. I'm a pretty anxious person and like I, you just got to like it's like a river. If you try to go against it, you're just going to get you swept away. So you just got to ride it. Yeah. Take it where you I, I always say mushrooms are like something that's been on earth way longer than humans and wants to show humans a little something about it. There you go. That's a great way to put it. I think that's the best way to put it. But when you're when you do psychedelics, I feel like weird things just follow you. And you de- can't tell, like, is this because I'm tripping or is this actually weird? Yeah. And it was super hot, so we're already kind of fried. And a homeless dude comes up to us right as I'm peeking. And he's like, hey, how we doing? And he just has, like, the homeless guy thing where, like, he hasn't asked for money yet, but he's just talking to you. Like, he's not going to ask you for money. And he is. Yeah. Like, he's just going to have a conversation about, like, your life. And then at the end, he's like, and now can I have $2? But <laughs> he comes up. And his sometimes, face is sidebar. Like, sometimes I get a little aggressive because yeah. we'll be like, Hey man, Hey, let me talk to you. And I'm like, what's up, man? And they go, Hey, I was just, I'm traveling. And I go, bah, bah, bah. what do you need? Yes. Like I'm on my way to work. I'm on my way to a show. Like, what do you need? It's like, like when someone busy. texts you and they're like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. Like and skip that. Well, well Derek Gaines has a really good for? bit about it where he goes, I moved to New York for the tempo. Like you're fucking up my tempo. Like, yeah. well, just tell me what you need. When people say New Yorkers are rude. I'm like, no, they're not being any other way would be rude because yeah. you're holding everyone up. You're holding everyone up. And bagel, we're not bagel. What do you want in the bagel? What do you want in the bagel? Yeah. Okay, out of the way. I'm Go not on, talking about a Publix that has like, that's as big as two city blocks and has two people in it. Yeah. I'm talking about like, you're trying to get on the subway and you want to fucking stand next to your friend on the down escalator yeah. when a train's coming. I can yeah. feel it in my feet. Yeah. Like a like Native, Native American, American in the movies. movies. <laughs> uh, good callback. Thank you. Uh, but this homeless guy comes up to us and again, fights follow me. And I'm just like, like, hey, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm on mushrooms and this really isn't the time. And he's like, well, don't take your bad day out on me because I'm not the kind of person you want to do that with. And he's like, face starts to melt. And I'm just like, oh, shit. And his nose starts to get really big and he gets like a little demony. And I'm just like, oh, fucking God. And we have this weird like tension conversation. Or, like the subtext is like, I might fucking stab you soon. Yeah. But it's just like. I'm not the kind of guy you want to talk to like that. And I was just like, all right, uh, well, how's your day going? He's like, my day's going good, going good. But still this like weird tension. And then it just ends with like, all right, I'll see you around. Don't, don't let the like heat get to you. And we like leave it kind of amicably, like in a good place. But it was like so scary. 
because like I That's couldn't, terrifying. I couldn't even tell if this guy was actually here. And then because you're on mushrooms, yes. And I was like, "What's going on?" And then afterwards, I was like. That was fucking weird, right? And even the sober person was like, that was weird. Like, that's not... I'm not even doing, like, a great job explaining it because I can't remember everything that he said. No, I just yeah, remember, but like, still, it's... To be in a situation where it could be almost life-threatening and you're fucked up on mushrooms... Yes. And mushrooms, like, it doesn't Im- impede, like, making decisions or anything like that. It just makes things weird. Yeah. Like, so I was still thinking rationally. Just the world was melting and, like, my environment was changing to, like... M- match my feelings the world was <laughs> yes it was very odd i wanted to ask you the last we've got about five minutes left okay I think we we're close. getting to the big story the big closer all right uh you so talked about stealing a boat from the coast guard i did steal a boat from the coast guard in college so connecticut college is basically this is a connecticut college this is at connecticut college new london connecticut where the coast guard academy is also right next door okay um it's our summer music festival or spring music festival thing, which also there's one dude that dealt Coke at Connecticut College. I've never done Coke. Don't really have a desire to do it. But people at rich white kid schools do Coke. Lots of Coke. Lots of Coke. And he deals Coke to everyone for the music festival thing. And the night before he tests it and texts everyone like don't do it it's laced with fentanyl he almost killed like 30 kids holy shit yeah so that's like the sub that's just like a fun little thing leading into it but why wouldn't he test it before he sold it um probably not smart probably not the smartest guy yeah right probably it's never come up with fentanyl before and he's like fuck it i don't need to test it and then he was like yeah maybe i'll test it yes exactly okay. so he almost killed like a good portion of the school the school is very small so it's 30 people a lot of people there um god but we're drinking, we're having a good time. We go down to the the river where the Coast Guard boats are all lined up, and we see one has the keys in it. Oh, no. And me and my friend Tarvis, great name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic name. Yes. We're like, we're definitely taking this boat. And she was like, we're taking this boat. And so we take it, we do a joyride. We're taking people back. We're picking people up. We're doing loops around the river. And it and says Coast U.S. Coast Guard. Guard U.S. On the boat. Coast Guard. Literally, it was one of the ones with like the little standing thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like just a little like fishing so boat, like, basically. Yeah, like twenty feet, maybe twenty-five feet. Yeah, and it's not even like a super eventful story, but it's just like great on paper. Like I said, like so I, you wait, nothing happened. Nothing happened. You Never didn't get got caught. caught just how stole. the fuck does that even happen? I don't understand. Someone fucked up that they're leaving their keys in the Coast Guard. Well, not only that, but it's just like there's nobody. It's the Coast Guard Academy. There's no one around. I mean, there's negligence in our military. I've I've said it once. I've said it a million times. (laughs) How do you think Abu Ghraib happened? The same thing. (laughs) Same thing. You Uh, stole a boat from the Coast Guard. I stole a boat from the Coast Guard and took it on multiple joyrides while I was drinking. So two crimes, actually. Two crimes. Stole a boat, drinking and driving. You can get a DUI on on a boat. boat. You can. And a bicycle. Yes. Never forget that. Don't ever. Uh, But yeah, that's, again, not a great story, but a good little So what happens? How did you you just park it? Parked it. You left left the keys in it? Yeah. I, I, I'm sure someone was like, oh, the gas is lower than I remember. That's no, what I was going to say. It. That's all. That's oh. just like, oh, I must have I must have fucked up something. Imagine if you would have crashed that thing. Dude, that would have been bad. That would have been so bad. That would have been life ruining. Yeah. Crashing a go. Sometimes you'd be. There's also a bunch of like nuclear submarine shit around there. So sometimes we'd be out on runs. You go down the wrong road and it's just dudes with machine guns that are just like, you can't go down this road. And we're like, Turn around. All right. Bye. And we we had one Ethiopian kid on the team, and he was 
running down one of those roads and they legitimately thought he was like a threat and they were like like you might be like a a spy or some shit i don't even know like one time at that school a russian spy went to it for like four years because it was she was getting like nuclear stuff oh my god and they caught her in a boat on the river with binoculars like looking into the nuclear submarine base yeah, so shit was weird around. There's a weird, like, stranger And you fucking there. stole a Coast Guard and boat. And I stole a Coast Guard boat. God. Well, thank you for coming on, Josh. Dude, thank you for having it. me. This was awesome. Plug everything one more time into the camera. Let uh, know. Josh Siminski on everything. Maybe Josh.Siminski on Instagram. Uh, yeah, come see me at New York Comedy Club. Beautiful. At Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. One man show in January. Get your ex-drinking buddy merch. Subscribe on Patreon. Get the merch. Give him money. This man, he needs money. Give him money. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much, guys.